You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie and I'm your host today. And I have in the studio with me, Mr. Mark Bird from Revive Ohio. Hello. Hey, Angie. How's it going today? Well, I am excited because today we're going to be talking about being carriers of peace. This is the third installment of the what we've been talking about, Peace with God, over the last few weeks. And I've loved that we've had a conversation with Scott McKenzie and Phil Joel, and they've talked to us about what peace is and where we get it. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that today, but we're also going to be talking about how to be a carrier of peace. Let's talk about that first of all. What is a carrier? Yeah, well, someone who carries something, right, that you have something kind of making a delivery, Well, yeah, I like that. I absolutely love that. It's like a delivery man. That's what they do, right? They carry. They carry a (laughs) package or whatever. They're delivering something. So, But the key is, I think, Angie, and hopefully what we uncover today is you have to have something to deliver if you're a carrier. Yes. That's just one part of what we're going to be talking about. What scripture are we reading today? Well, we're kicking off today with Philippians chapter 4. And a very familiar passage of scripture, but I want to open it up in context and I want to have everybody take a look at and think about what the peace of God is and how you would possibly be a carrier of it. Well, you have to receive it first in order to be a carrier. Right. And so let's start in verse four today. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to men. The Lord is at hand. And here we go in verse six. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And finally in verse seven, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So here's the introduction of that, right? Surpassing. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Yeah, because we always feel like peace is like a tangible thing. But when you get a peace that surpasses everything that you could possibly understand, what does that look like? Yeah, and I got to be honest, Angie, I've prayed that over people for years, literally up. praying the peace of God over them. But that's why I wanted to read it in context today, because how do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. You have to receive something in order to give it, and you have to receive God's peace in order to give it out or to carry it out. And then, uh, of course, this takes me to Galatians 5.22, which we've been thinking about and talking about just a little bit the last few weeks, but really want to unpack it today. And uh, Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit or translated the evidence. Mm. What is the evidence that the Spirit of God is at work in a person's life? And of course, we know it, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And here's my favorite part. Against such, there is no law. Mm. There's no law against it, right? It is the evidence that the Holy Spirit is at work in a person's life. And so if you want to deliver the Holy Spirit to someone else to bless them, encourage them, build them up, edify them, you have to have it in yourself in order to give it. I saw a post uh, recently talking about, you know, you can't get water out of a well that's empty. Mm. In the same manner, you can't give edification and peace and joy and love and comfort and all those things out of a person that is empty inside or void of that. I heard a word picture once that said, it's pastor, he said, 
If you have a bucket, let's say you are a bucket, mm. and in your bucket you put joy and peace, and you, you fill your bucket with all the things of God, when you go bumping into somebody, that's what's <laughs> going to pour out on them. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I love this, and it reminds me of this, you know, the scripture says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm, and so truth. really, when we open our mouths, what should come out, well, actually, what will come out is whatever's in our heart. Which is kind of scary for me in just a little bit of a way. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't want, like, oh, man, sometimes I wonder what's in my heart. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking if you get bumped into and your mouth comes open, you know, what's going to come flying out is what's in your heart. Absolutely. Can I take you back to the what they said in the last part of that scripture in Galatians 5? Sure. There is no law against it. So with me, I think of law as boundaries, as rules, as borders. You can't go outside of what the law says. Oh, yeah. So what does it say again? It says that the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. So all these things that are... The evidence of the spirit living in somebody, there's no boundaries, there's no edges, there's no stopping any of that because there's no law. Exactly. It's no holds barred, as they would say, right? It is completely open and, and it's unending, right? And so, I think you can't contain any of these things. Right. So think about this. Hey, uh, could you put a... Could you put a lasso around self-control, <laughs> right? It's like there's no. no way, there's no boundaries to it. There's no boundary to God's love. Mm, and and that's just one. And speaking of self-control, we often chase after self-control, thinking we have to do self-control. And that's not how it happens. Exactly. It happens by digging in. And this is what we need to go to next is how do we fill ourselves with the fruit of the Spirit? How do we get the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit? That is an excellent question, Angie, which, of course, like I do on every single one of these, well, let's go to the Scripture, and let's see what the Scripture says about this. I'm reminded quickly of a, of a Scripture passage in John, and uh, we talked about this just a, a little while ago, Angie, you and I did offline, but, you know, I'm talking about peace and talking about where does peace come from? <laughs> well, yeah. you have to go to the source. It's like if you want water, you go to the well. Well, if you want peace, you got to go to the peace, the Prince of Peace yeah. is Jesus. Yeah. And he says in uh, John chapter 14 and verse 27, again, these are red letters. Jesus is saying, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And so what Jesus is saying here, this kind of peace that I want to give you, you have to come to me for. Mm. And what happens when you come and you get that piece from me? Because I want to actually leave it with you, mm. right? I want to give it to you. I want to leave it with you. And what happens but is that? But it's not a drive-through. We expect to just kind of drive through church and grab peace and go on with the rest of our week. That's not how it happens. It's not. And these guys that we've been talking to over the last couple of weeks have said the same thing. This takes time. Time with him. Right. And let your heart not be troubled, it goes on to say, neither be afraid. Mm. So right there it is. Like, here's the dividing line, right? Let not your heart be troubled by this. Let your soul not be afraid. Let not fear creep in 
to what's happening in your life mm. and go to the source. Because if you go to the source, the source of peace, who is the Prince of Peace, he will give you the peace and he will leave it with you. And guess what will happen? The world doesn't give peace. The world doesn't have any source of peace. The world tries to steal our peace. It absolutely does. That is the fight. That is the battle. I believe the enemy always tries to steal our peace. Because if you're at peace with God, I think about this, Angie, a lot, and uh, and how the devil works. It's kind of like the old game we play as a kid. You play the game of boogeyman, and you jump out and you scare somebody, right? Okay. And so I think the devil does that all the time, just tries to distract us mm-hmm. from being about our father's business. And so if he jumps out and he comes over to the left, like, oh, focus over here on me. Look at me. Look, I'm wanting to cause you trouble, right? And if you're at peace with God, you're like, nah, you know what? I'm headed toward my father. I'm headed toward Jesus. I'm seeking peace. Step aside, devil. Mm. Let your heart not be troubled. Amen. Don't be driven away. Don't be distracted. Don't be taken to the left or the right. But let's just continue that pursuit of peace. And so finally, Angie, the last scripture that I want us to go to, and that is what you introduced earlier, is how do we become carriers of peace? So once we receive it, how do we take it out? Because that is the ultimate thing that Jesus would want us to do. I think that once we receive it, it's there. It is there. And you can't help but be a carrier. It's not tangible, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it amen. is in a way. I mean, it is, but it isn't. But once you receive that peace, you have that peace, you carry it automatically. Amen. Yeah, it's just you go. And if you have peace in your heart, again, back to what we said earlier, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Yeah. If you have peace in your heart, peace will come out. And I think that too often we try to make it something that it's not. And I think that is the the litmus test and saying, okay, if we're trying so hard, it's not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're not there right. yet. This is uh, Luke chapter 10, one through six. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them two by two before his face into every city and every place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way, behold, and I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, sack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the way. What should we be carrying, Angie? Peace, love, right? The fruit of the Spirit. That's what we should be carrying. Jesus is saying to them, don't worry about carrying these material things, but carry my love, carry Mm. my peace. That's the carrier peace. So verse five, but whatever house you enter, say to it, peace to this house. There is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking peace. Mm -hmm. Jesus is telling us to say that. And verse six, like you alluded to, Angie, and if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon it. If not, it will return to you. You will continue to be a carrier of peace. And it doesn't seem like it runs out. Right. It just doesn't run out. It just is a continuous thing. It just keeps on giving. Yeah. He is the gift that keeps on giving, and his peace is never ending. And I think that there's situations where we can be carrying that peace into situations. 
there might be people around us who are having a hard time with something or there's just trauma, you know, going on. And we just by being a carrier into that place, you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. Just the presence of God being there will help the situation. And I firmly believe that that's the supernatural side, I think, of God and and what he does in the life of carriers of peace. That's excellent. Okay, so Mark, let's go ahead and review everything that we've talked about so far. Yeah, so first of all, in order to have peace to give, you have to get it from the source. Jesus is the source. He is the Prince of Peace. And then once you have the peace that he said, I want to leave with you, meaning that he wants us to carry it. And then how do we carry it out? Well, Luke chapter 10 tells us, I want you to go out and instead of carrying things to give to people, I want you to carry my peace. And guess what? I'm asking you to share it with others. I want it to come out of your mouth. I want you to say peace to this house wherever you go. And I want you to release that peace. And guess what? I'll replenish or refill you to continue to carry my peace to others. And that's something that we really need to reiterate once again. The only way to be able to carry it is to be able to go to the source to be filled. And how do we go to the source? That's getting into his word. That is spending time. I'm telling you, quiet time with the Lord does amazing things. And it doesn't have to be perfect. I was telling you this a little bit earlier. It doesn't have to be perfect time in the Lord. God just wants us to spend time with him. Amen. And you just sit there in his presence, but you don't, nothing else is going to matter for a little bit. Let's it's just spend time. It's not a performance. It is not. And you're not going to get judged on how well you do it. Amen. You know, I love your story of your daughter. She knows how to pull your strings. She comes up and she gives you a big snuggle and that just, right, melts your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. How much more would it melt our father's heart if we just took some time to sit in his lap? Good stuff. Yeah, amen to that. All right, well, we've been talking about how to be a carrier of peace. You can always direct your questions if you want to ask any questions about this topic by texting us at connect at shinefmohio.com. We'll be glad to answer your questions. Let me leave you with this one thought for today, Angie. His presence, getting into his presence to get tapped into his peace. Here's what it will produce in our lives. It will produce three things. It will produce power, it will produce peace, and it will produce purpose for our lives. And it's the number one question that Christians ask me. What about the will of God for my life? Get into his presence and you will receive power, peace, and purpose for your life. It's time now for our testimony. Hey, this is Mark Bird with Time to Revive, and I am so excited. We have on the phone with us a absolute dear friend and brother that I have had the privilege and honor of getting to know, Pastor Michael Freeman from Champaign County. How you doing, brother? Thanks for being with us today. Brother, I'm doing fine. I feel honored that you even considered me to be here with you. Just glad to still be in the land of the living and serving our great God. Amen. And uh, Pastor Freeman, we constantly just think about being in God's presence and what that means and how do we literally make other people around us hungry and thirsty to be in a relationship with God. And, you know, Pastor Freeman, I've been talking the last few weeks about the peace of God. And one of the things, as I get older personally, one of the things that I am convinced of is that what people are really truly seeking 
is really peace with God. And that comes as a confusing thing for most people because you see people chasing things all the time, Pastor Freeman. You see people chasing money and drugs and power and wealth and all these different things they're chasing. But I think that's because on the inside, they're empty. What we want to help uncover for the listeners today, and what I hope you share from your own experience, Pastor Freeman, is what can we say? What can we do? How can we exude the peace of God and say, hey, listen, what you're really after is peace with God. If you could describe it, Pastor Freeman, what is peace of God like for you? Well, first of all, uh, piggybacking on what you said is uh, how can that exude from us? First of all, we have to be certain that we really have grasped that for our own lives and not just have grasped it, but we need to make sure that we're walking in that ourselves. because if we're walking in it, it's evidence from just seeing the way we carry ourselves that we have the peace of God. Sometimes you don't have to really say much. I think one of the things is, is the misconception that in order for us to have peace with God, there's something specific we have to do. If you really trace what having peace with God from a mankind standpoint, it really runs all the way back to um, man's reconciliation with God. It's not really anything that we could do except the free gift that has been given to us. I think uh, many times those that do not have that and is searching for that, they're of uh, the belief uh, that they have to do something special. They have to change a bunch of things in their life. First of all, the peace of God uh, exudes from the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Man's relationship with God was strained. So it's really not about what we can do. It's about what he's already done that affords man the opportunity to be reconciled back with God. Mm. Uh, The idea of peace in the first place, if you look at that word peace, when Paul speaks about it, he says, having been justified, uh, which is the clue and the key to us having peace with God. The word peace there in the Greek, it has the idea to mean to have a truce. It means that we're no longer at war, meaning that God, in his love for man, in spite of our deficiencies, he's given us the opportunity to have peace with him. And it's not based on what we can do or have done. It's based on his love for us. And so I think one of the keys is to not be so hard on ourselves based on what we've done. And our identity is he loves us to the degree all we have to do is accept it. And those of us who are in the body of Christ We just need to be exemplifications of that by the way we handle ourselves and show ourselves to be uh, loving the way God loves us. That's excellent. You know, I just heard someone sharing a testimony recently that they had studied several different world religions and was actually pursuing all these other religions, again, seeking peace with God, but not really knowing where to find it or who to find it through. And I was interested to hear them share that, you know, in every other religion on planet Earth, you have to do something to earn something from God, Pastor. And when you said that today, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Once again, all you have to do is stop and allow God to catch us and not have to perform and jump through a hoop and how high and how many times and how deep, how wide and all these things. You just have to stop and allow God's peace to overtake you and simply ask, seek, and knock. That's right. Amen. Amen. I... I honestly feel that when you look at the core of what it means for us to have peace with God after 
the fall of man, that is really one of the biggest displays and examples of God's mercy and grace that you can ever find is the fact that he made a way for us to be reconciled. In other words, no longer are we on the opposite side of the field. And once again, we just have to receive that. And I think, again, when you go back to those individuals that are seeking that, sometimes we can run past the basic things. I have a saying that I tell our church, uh, some things are basic but often overlooked. And sometimes we can try to look for something in such an in-depth capacity that it's really right there in front of us. Yeah, it's interesting, Pastor Freeman. I remember one particular county that we were preparing for revival, and we had been praying and praying and praying every single week. And one prayer meeting, the Lord spoke to us, and he said this. He says, why do you keep looking over the horizon for some magical thing to rise up? And he said, when my provision is right before you, like the ram was caught in the thicket, and he was right there in the bush, right beside you. But you're too busy looking over the horizon for some miraculous thing to look like something that it's never meant to look like. It's my provision, which is so basic, like you're saying, and so simple, and it's right before you. And it's the peace, Amen. It's That's the peace so that God brings us through that provision. Like it's all these things we've been seeking and searching and, and longing for, and yet God's like, I got you. It's right here. Amen. You know what? I think that one of the things that I think sometimes there's the unfortunate mistake between there's a difference between peace with God and the peace of God. Mm. I, and I think sometimes that can be misconstrued. There's a difference. There's a vast difference between having peace with God at peace of God. Peace with God is speaking of a positional aspect of things. We have that opportunity, and it's not based on anything we can do. Now, having the peace of God sometimes takes more on a different demeanor because now I have to view things in a different way to walk into that particular peace uh, with God. But having peace of God, but having peace with God, that's really all that we need to do is be accepting of it. God has made a way for us. And that's one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people today were searching for something that's right there in front of us, as you said. And sometimes when something is so obvious, you know, the the example they give about the man that was in New York City and for the first time and his desire was to see the Empire State Building. Hmm. And uh, he was looking all around, but he was standing so close to it. All he had to do was look up. He was right in front of it. But it was right there for the grass. But he was looking for something that was right there. He was looking for it. And all he had to do was look up, and then he realized he was standing right in front of it. God has already made the way for a man to to experience that and to walk in that. But I think sometimes we're too hard on ourselves and try to make it more difficult than it is. And I couldn't agree more, Pastor Freeman. And, you know, I'm thinking about this because I'm thinking about how do you take that peace with God that is the peace of God, because I totally agree with you, right? There is a vast difference, right? And it seems like that 18-inch difference between our heart and our head, <laughs> right? It's that 18-inch difference we talk about. But, you know, I'm thinking about when you have and when you feel that peace with God, when you experience it, and when you've identified yourself in it, then how do you walk it out? How do you walk out that peace with God. 
from the peace of God, which he delivers. But Pastor Freeman, thinking about this, because you came to our mind today in this peace of God, because you walk it out. And I just want you to share with the listeners today, if you don't mind, Pastor Freeman, like, how do you walk that out? How do you take it out? Well, first of all, I think of what God said in Colossians chapter 315, it said, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, uh, since as members of one body, you were called to a peace. First of all, one of the things we have to realize that we are called to a peace. God does not desire that we're on the opposite side of the ledger. Uh, I think in one thing we need to do, I know for me personally, uh, I haven't always been who I am now. And I, I'm transparent about that. I think that's one of the things that that's part of my testimony that makes a lot of things effective in ministry is to be transparent. And I think once I got to the point to realize that it's not based on the fact that I do not understand always the mind of God. He says our ways are not his ways. And I always felt like there had to be not just perfection, but I, I had an understanding that I had to know everything there was to know about God. And so I came to that conclusion and realized that this whole thing, the bottom line, it's a process. Once you come to that realization that this is a process, I think the better off we'll be because we'll understand in our churches, we always say, I've had some good days and I've had some bad days. But once I understand that the fact that I had a bad day does not wipe out the reality that I still have that peace. And for me, it was understanding, clearly understanding that God's peace with man, God's peace with me was not predicated on anything that I have done. And once I realized that, when you get that realization, it's very obvious that people can see it in your life easily because you're walking in it, you're resting in it because you know that's your existence without it, you're nothing. Do you have any examples of, of people that have come to you and they say, I, I just need you to pray for me for peace? And what do you say to those people? Sure. <laughs> sure. sure. I have it all the time. The first thing I usually ask individuals when they, when they say that is, what do you mean by peace? Because peace is different things to different people. And what I've come to find is when people have asked me to, to pray for peace, they're asking me to pray that usually, and this is only from my experience, that's all I can speak from, but when they ask me that, usually the individuals I speak with are wanting a life that is exempt from trials, a life where everything is going to always be a sunny day, but into each life some rain's going to fall sometime. That's interesting you say that because I think of James. James says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And the thing is, when most people ask for peace, they're talking about situations in their lives to where they're dealing with things that are giving them tests and trials, but we cannot have a, a trial-free life. Peter says in First Peter chapter 4, he says, don't be astonished. Don't be shocked when you find yourself dealing with fiery trials. So what I tell them is there's always a purpose for what we're going through, and peace with God does not mean that you're going to have a life that does not have any type of turbulence. It does not mean that you're not going to have days when you have to deal with some things that are unfavorable. 
that does not mean that you do not have peace. But oftentimes what we have to recall is God uses those trials to strengthen us. He uses those trials to develop us, not destroy us. It's to make us better, not bitter. So when I have a trial, it does not mean that that's automatically the absence of peace. I have to learn how to embrace that and say, God, don't let me be so focused on getting away from this trial that I miss out on the lesson and the blessing that you have for me in the midst of this. So what I tell them, there's trials is part of this thing called life. And we can't escape it. And that does not mean that we don't have peace. And many times they ask me that. They're asking me, please, Pastor, pray for me that this will stop or that will stop. I need peace in my life. I understand that we all need relief. But what we have to understand is many times trials is the very thing that God uses to usher us to our blessings. Yeah, Pastor Freeman, I'm I'm thinking about the fourth man in the fire. <laughs> you think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had peace when the fourth man was in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the trial Amen, with brother. them? He brought them peace, didn't he? Right, and I think that's, that's what right. I hear you saying, and I love it, man. I tell you, I hate to have to wrap this up, but, man, this has been an awesome thing, and I hope we can have you back again soon, Pastor Freeman, because you are such an encouragement. And here's my favorite thing, brother. You're just so real. You know, and I think that's what we're looking for and our listeners are looking for. They're looking for real practical ways to apply God's truth, these scriptures. Amen. And how do you walk it out, man? That's what we're all really asking. How do you really walk this out? And I really appreciate you sharing your heart and spending the time with us today, Pastor Freeman. This is Mark Bird, and you've been listening to Time to Revive on Shine FM. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. We're community-supported Shine FM.